Hi, I'm Gail. And hi, I'm Catherine. Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, our award-winning weekly podcast. Please join Aging Reimagined Circle, our sustaining membership fund, so we may continue to inspire women to age with curiosity, courage, and creativity. Aging Reimagined Circle hosts probing discussions each month on Zoom. Visit our upcoming events at womenover70.com and join today. Our guest today is Diane Valletta, who is 76 and grew up in Waterbury, Connecticut. She came to Chicago to enroll in Loyola University and never left. I met Diane almost 30 years ago through the National Association of Business Owners, known as NABO. She's an active member of and a passionate advocate for the women's business community. From serving on national and local boards, Diane advocates for public affairs issues related to small business and women's business. Other organizations invited Diane into board service as well, including McCormick College, City of Evanston Animal Welfare Board, American Society of Training and Development, and Unity Chicago, a New Thought Spiritual Center. Diane is principal of her own communications consulting practice, which provides services to a, variety, to a varied clientele of large and small businesses, associations, and academia. Her practice is founded on the belief that all written communications seek to evoke a response or provide a roadmap, and that messages are most effective when they are written from the perspective of the target audience. Diane? Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Thank you. It's, it's good to be here with you both. Thank you. You know, you were the oldest of five children, you told me, and your mother ran a resale shop. So what do you remember from those years that may have influenced your future work? Hmm, good question. Um, mother uh, was, I, I didn't appreciate it at the time, I guess, but Mother was quite a role model and a uh, and a uh, um, uh, someone to look up to. She she uh, had she worked she ran the household of course back in back in the fifties that's what mothers did. But um, she also worked outside the home. Uh, I remember her working at the local one of the local restaurants, a seafood house. And it was so fun to look in the refrigerator the next morning because she often brought home a, a stuffed shrimp or two that were hidden in the fridge for whoever got there first. Um, but uh, eventually, mother was also very, I, I got my passion for activism and service from mom. Uh, the, the resale shop she ran was for a charity. And uh, she was totally into it and it became her career she was not paid for it she was a volunteer um and and uh that apparently made an impression on me because service has been very important to me in my adult life mm -hmm. and so uh you you've 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 entered into many different ways of providing service. You want to tell us about some of those? Sure. Um, my service has derived from my passions, whatever they were at the time. Uh, after I graduated from Loyola, 
I was working in the insurance industry in downtown. And uh, one day there was a, there were people on the corner passing out leaflets. And I thought, oh, what's this all about? This was back in the 60s. There were always leaflets. But it was leaflets from women employed, which at the time was a uh, kind of a, a guerrilla um, activity type uh, organization that uh, advocated for women's rights on, in the workplace. And I thought, this makes a lot of sense. I'm a woman, and I had to train the guy who, who was hired after me, and then he became my supervisor, and he was paid more than me. And I, so I realized I was pretty furious about that whole thing. So I went to a women-employed meeting. I went to another one, and next thing you know, I was there four nights a week, and I was writing the newsletter. I always end up writing the newsletter in whatever organization I get involved in. Um, but so that happened. And then suddenly I got laid off and I was no longer a woman employed. So I thought, well, let me take in some freelance work until I get a new job. And then I discovered NABO, National Association of Women Business Owners. And before I knew it, I was a business owner myself because I was taking in freelance work and creating income. And, and I thought I hadn't really planned on it, but it's just sort of happened. Mm -hmm. And so the same cycle repeated i was passionate about the issues and and i formed uh i found i was in a community of like-minded people and we shared the same goals and visions and we were working toward the same um the same we were working in support of the same issues and and so that was very satisfying to me mm -hmm. and this now i've in my older age i've become I've become passionate about animals and how humans persecute animals. So I'm spending a lot of time with the, as a volunteer at the Evanston Animal Shelter. And there's another organization down in, in New Orleans that I support and uh, on and on and on. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just one after another, you seem to, you seem to be drawn to, and, uh, and mm -hmm. yeah. I'm sorry, Diane. Is everything you're doing now on a volunteer basis? Um, I'm still doing some work, client work. Okay. Um, I, you know, I discovered when I reached my 70s that I started feeling like a car that that has reached the hundred thousand miles. You know, and I always had this image of when the car, I never had a car that reached 100,000 miles, but I figured that when it does, you know, you end up having to replace all the parts. And so I've been involved in that sort of a project for the last few years, replacing, um, you know, various portions of my body. <laughs> I have new knees and, and uh, some other good things. And, and uh, so anyway, how did I get off on that? <laughs> Um, were you continuing to work? Right. Um, yes. And so oh, part part of my replacement process has been some work on my eyes. And so that combined with, well, combined with uh, COVID, I didn't have COVID, but COVID put a dent in a lot of our, a lot of people's small businesses and mining. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but in conjunction with that, I had some eye surgery and I've, I've cut back my client load just to go easy on my eyes because my eye, my all my work is done on on my computer mm -hmm. and uh 
And so, uh, so my workload is lower, but I've also downsized my apartment and I've, so I'm living a little more comfortably. Well, but community is so important to you. I know that. And, uh, and, and recently you told me, well, maybe it's not so recently, but you have become involved through in, uh, Unity Chicago. Tell us about yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, I first, well, Unity is a New Thought Spiritual Center, and uh, and it sort of takes a metaphysical approach to Christianity. And I first discovered metaphysics back in my 30s, and metaphysics without, I'm not sure I could really define it appropriately, but basically it's uh, the awareness that there's uh, there's more to life than than uh, than the five senses. And there's an awareness of more to life than just the five senses. And so I've gotten into a lot of that that reading and that sort of thing, quantum physics and those types of things. Um, but Unity, again, is another place where I've, I've uh, gotten involved with the community as well as the, um, the spiritual satisfaction of, of the, uh, you know, the messages. Um, I've been, I've served on the board. I've served on the board of all these organizations that I've been involved with because it fits where my skills and my opportunity for service um, lies. Um, and, uh, and, and, and because, you know, my family is all back in New England. I have no family here in Chicago. And so my family is formed by my family. It's my family of choice. And it's the people around me who, with whom I'm involved in these community activities. Um, I have my, you know, very close friends from the church and, and uh, as well as from Nabo, as well as a few people from Women Employed still. And uh, so that's, all that is very important to me. Diane, could you? Oh, I'm sorry. Could you give an example of maybe of how the, um, uh, the new thought kind of plays out in your daily life? Good question. Some of the basic principles of new thought, actually what I'm struggling with right now is, is uh, um, the need to make a plan and to plan and, and to, you know, dreams don't, dreams don't become reality unless you visualize them first. And everything that exists originally existed as a thought, and and so applying that to my life is 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 important. And I've been I've been um, I've been grappling with needing to needing to um, sit down and just lay out what my what my goals are for each day, for each week, for each month, and I haven't done that in a while. And and actually, this book that I'm working on talks about that sort of thing. So, so it's and uh, as I'm editing, I'm thinking I've got to do this myself. Mm-hmm. So I started that this week, and as soon as we get finished with this with this uh, visit, I'm uh, I'm going right back to that list and turning it into a spreadsheet and and mm-hmm. laying out the affirmations that go with it. And so mm-hmm. by next week, I'll be six feet tall and blonde. <laughs> That's my image for where I want to be. <laughs> Does that make sense? 
Yes, it makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Thank you for that. And, and does this have to do with the fact that you are uh, you live alone, and by your own words, you're you're a single senior dealing with uh, you know solitude and self and all. And so, does this play into what you were just talking about with the plan? Yes, it does. Yeah, because it's it's easy to you know. Sometimes I think I'm comfortable enough that I could just sit in my easy chair and watch TV all day, watch the news, I'm a news junkie, and um, just live my life that way. But then I think that's not very productive. And, uh, you know, my mother wouldn't be proud of me if I did that. <laughs> um, and so uh, I need to get up and go. Uh -huh. and, and I need to have the list of what to do when I get up and go. So, yeah. Uh, the solitude doesn't bother me, actually. Uh, I enjoy solitude. I guess I don't know that I enjoy my own company, but I enjoy being able to have the always have the TV clicker in my hand and not have to share it with anyone. Um, <laughs> and and my cat keeps me company. Uh, and and uh, I don't really dwell on the whole aging thing, except that I do take care of the medical issues that arise and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You and Catherine have something in common. Yeah. She, she is about Well, I yes, I'm changing from a dog person to a cat person. Wow. And well, I've always a, been, Wow, great. What do you have? Well, I'm going to get her uh, later this month. She's 7 years old. She's a tabby. Oh, I want And she to. thinks she's a dog, so she's very affectionate and Oh, that's perfect. She just sort of fell in my lap, so you know, you can't you can't ignore that. No, I'm so jealous. My last <laughs> cat sat in my lap constantly. And when uh when uh when I was without a cat, I went to the shelter to get a new cat. Mm. And I thought, well, I can't possibly get a kitten because they live too long and I that's not fair to the kitten, so I adopted a 12 year old who is very standoffish mm. she's been with me a year and she's still standoffish and i would kill for a lap oh <laughs> well you can come over and visit mine when she arrives oh, thank you <laughs> that would be great yeah yeah go ahead so um what else can i tell you so i i was thinking that uh you've done so many different projects in your life and and so what tell us about a few of them what 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 are you most proud of having accomplished somehow i stumbled into having the skill to um interview a woman business owner find out what makes her what what was behind the drive to start that business and to make it so successful or impressive or in one way or another and and so I've helped a lot of, uh, and through NABO, I've helped a lot of women business owners uh, pursue uh, awards, awards and visibility for their for themselves <clears throat> and their businesses. Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud of that kind of work um, because it 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 gave well it gave me a, an outlet for my writing, but it also provided a service for helping a business owner and a business get the visibility that they deserve. 
And um, I'm proud of that. Yeah. You've, you've done a lot of service to a lot of women-owned businesses. Well, I never kept track. I should have kept track of how many awards my clients won. Mm -hmm. But I think it was probably around 300 oh, over wow. the years. Yeah. <laughs> you you helped me at one point with messaging. I remember I that. Yes. yes. I still use some of those words today. That's great. That makes me feel really good. <laughs> you, have, you have a way with words. You really do. You're very, you're very uh, astute and insightful in how you look at what a person is doing and what it means, and uh, uh, you know what it means to the audience that's reading it. Thank you. <clears throat> I think it was. I think it's really based on the fact that I just like to ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just, it's a curiosity kind of thing. You know, oh, how did you get into that? You know, what, what, what happened in your childhood that made you, that you can point to as an antecedent for how you started this business 20 years later? You know, but and they usually have an answer. You certainly, you have a certain insight yeah. about which words are important to use and and how to put them together then so anyone can listen but you have a, a way of drawing it all together that that really works tell us tell us um how you think about your own aging you you did tell me that there were some things you were thinking about well i wonder what i told you <laughs> uh i you know i my mother Mother lived to the ripe old age of 93, mm -hmm. and um, she had all her wits about her. She would do crossword puzzles every day, and, and uh, she was also a news junkie, and we'd get on the mm -hmm. phone together and talk about the news and how we, you know, what we thought about what was happening in, in the world. And uh, I see Mother as, as my role model for for um, for aging gracefully, mm -hmm. um, and I so I get I don't really think about it all that much. Um, I'm not troubled by it necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, it just you know I'm kind of sometimes I just step outside myself and just observe. Oh, look at that! You know, like there's this spot on my hand, and I think, well, I remember Mom had those spots on her hands when she got into her 70s and 80s and I oh that's interesting. Um so I've not I know some people just rue the day and they they you know don't want they want to deny it and they they don't want to look like they're old and and I'm just I feel like I'm an elder elder stateswoman. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. and I always lived my life on the edge. I never really cared what anybody thinks about me and it's even more so now and it's very freeing. That I can, I feel like I can just sort of arise above, above, uh, you know, all the Misha Goss going on around me. Uh, and uh, so I'm not troubled by that. I, I, I live in the metaphysically, I learned that, you know, life, all of life is happening in this very moment. And, and so if you think about life that way, what's, what's happened. There's no past and there's no future. It's all right here in this moment. 
and that was a that was a tough concept for me to grasp. But once I did, it really um, made a lot of sense to me. And it's kind of the way I've lived my life is just in the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about that, Diane, because yeah. um, a lot of what the people talk about as we get older, we become more self-reflective and we revisit the past more often. And does that, because you seem like a very self-reflective person, but does that happen to you? Or are you really staying focused in the here and now? Well, I'm not necessarily denying the past, but I, I don't. I don't dwell on it. Um, I don't deny what's happening now. Mm. You know, some people just, you know, they want to. I I grew up in 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 in, a, in an Italian ghetto back in Connecticut, and uh, you know, it was the first generation Italians who would come. You know, uh, in, after World War One, um, <clears throat> and you know, they would they when they would spend half their life at the cemetery. Um, you know, after Fred died, you know, you were, <laughs> you had to spend the rest of your life with the babushka on and the, you know, the apron and the rosary beads in the pocket and, and just, you know, oh, the gnashing of teeth and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's, uh, that's kind of not letting the past go, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's sort of different mm -hmm. from how I look at life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A powerful example. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for all of this insight and wisdom that you have shared with us. And uh, we're glad that you were able to be on. Yes, well, I'm indeed. happy to share whatever I could. So uh, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And listeners, thanks to your loyalty. Our numbers are growing all across the country and overseas. And this is a good thing. Still, we need more subscribers. You can subscribe on our YouTube channel, Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, or wherever you find our podcast. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>